Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. The following is a presentation of Podcast One. What the hell is Brett Favre doing here? Eric Bowling and Brett Favre on everything from politics and sports to business and culture. This year has been insane. I got some advice for y'all. Take two weeks off and quit. That man right there, number four, Brett Favre. First NFL completion, and it's to himself. It's big time and prime time. That's why Brett Favre is Brett Favre. Now it's Bowling with Favre. All right, here we go, here we go. Guess what? We've been doing this three months, Brett. Three three months. Flown, yeah, flown by. Time flies. Doesn't seem like we have some fun. Um, don't forget to rate the show. Go to go to iTunes, rate and review this show. The more you rate, the more you review, the more you tell people about it, the more people that find out about it, we get up on those lists, and all of a sudden it goes bigger, farther, and wider. Not that it's not going big, far, and wide right now, because it is. Just have a little bit more fun. And also, if you get really creative with a rating, we're going to pick a winner by May 15th or on the May 15th show. We're going to pick a winner for the most creative, most outstanding, the one that that the rating, the review, I'm sorry, that is most creative and one that kind of catches our attention. There have been a couple, right? There was one that had like brave, uh, original, and then an L-B-O-L-L-I-N-G, and then F-A-V-R-E, and all these really cool adjectives. That was that one stood out a little bit, but we'll let Brett pick it. We'll pick one that that that's going to win a signed, autograph signed jersey, number four jersey, that man right there. You got it. All right. So a lot, a lot of a lot of stuff. A lot of yeah, stuff going on. Stuff. A lot of stuff. We usually tape and drop the show on Tuesday. We're doing it on Wednesday. Last night, we got some news. Got some news. There was a, there was a, a, a final verdict in the George Floyd, uh, Derek Chauvin case, the, the murder case. And they, they, got, they got a full boat there, Brad. It was less than 10 hours of deliberation, a couple of weeks of testimony from both sides, t- less than 10 hours. Jury of 12 of his peers, six white people, four African-Americans, and two mixed-race people unanimously decided that, that uh, Derek Chauvin, police officer who, uh, who killed <clears throat> who killed George Floyd was guilty on all counts. And that was a, a pretty, pretty fast, pretty swift justice. Um, you, you, your thought real quick thoughts and we'll dig into it a little bit more. Yeah. You know, uh, um, I, I'm aware of the, of the outcome and you, you know, I, I find it hard to believe and I'm not defending Derek Chauvin in, in any way. Um, I find it hard to believe first of all, that he intentionally, meant to kill George Floyd. Um, that being said, his actions were uncalled for. Uh, I don't care what color the person is on the street. You do not. I mean, I, I, I don't know what led to that video that we saw where his knee is on his neck. Um, but the, the man had thrown in the towel and um, yeah. Yeah. It, it was just uncalled for. And m- much like the, the, the video that surfaced last week of, uh, you know, the cop who pulled over the African-American service man uh, who was afraid to pull over uh, in the dark and chose to, to ride it out till he got to a gas station. Um, understandably so, especially in today's uh, world. And um, the cop's actions, of course, he was fired immediately. 
was uncalled for. And uh, I mean, just absolutely uncalled for and, and wrong. And so Derek Chauvin, I don't know, you know, I obviously don't know him, know anything about him, but uh, he should, he should not, he should have gotten up, you know, long before that. And so, you know, I, I, I didn't watch the day-to-day ins and outs of the trial, um, um, but I, I'm really not surprised at the outcome. Yeah. Fair or not, you know, uh, you know, I, he deserves something. What I don't know, but he he was absolutely so, wrong. So I watched a lot of that trial, um, and the only reason why I say that because a lot a lot of stuff I'd never seen before. I'd known about this is going on a year now. George Floyd was killed on May twenty fifth of last year, and so we're almost a year later. And there was a lot of stuff that was released, some body cam footage, some pictures, but not to the extent of what came out at trial. These prosecutors were meticulous. They were just, they were unbelievable. They just took apart the, the Chauvin's defense. I, I'm, I, for me, look, you're on the street, you're a cop, you got people looking to, to hurt you all the time. I, I can't put myself in that. And mm-hmm. I'm a huge, huge backer of law enforcement. For me though, as you, as you point out, Brett, at some point, George Floyd gave up and, and, and it didn't really change. Like they could have gone either way for me it, it, even then. And I'm I, I, just because it's, it's tough to be a cop and you don't know and you can't put yourself, but when a fellow cop on body cam right next to Chauvin says, Hey, let's, are we going to flip him over? Let's flip him on his side. And Chauvin says, he's, he's going to stay right there. The reason why that mattered is because during the trial, the prosecutors brought in, expert after expert after expert that said in Minneapolis in basic policing, if you've got a suspect, yep, you can put your knee on his neck and it's, it's, it's one of the, the methods. But once you have him secured with handcuffs behind his back, he or she, you're supposed to flip him to the side. Otherwise, you restrict their breathing. So when the cop tells Chauvin, let's flip him and Chauvin says no, for me, that was the point where it, it just went from, okay, I, I have absolute sympathy for these guys as law enforcement officers on the street who are getting mm-hmm. guns pointed at them, going down dark alleys, alleys, not knowing what, what kind of firepower is coming at them or, or going behind doors that you don't know what's behind. But when another officer says, and you know, let, let's, let's, let's go by the manual, let's go by the book. And he turns them down. That's where it became. I think that's where in my mind, that was, that was going to be a conviction. There was so, there was so much. I, I, hey, Rob, Rob, do you have the actual moment of the, uh, the, the, the verdict, you know, the, the jury came back and the judge read it. We, the jury, in the above entitled matter as to count one, unintentional second-degree murder while committing a felony, find the defendant guilty. This verdict agreed to this 20th day of April, 2021, at 1.44 p.m. Signed, juror four-person, juror number 19. Yeah, we, and basically what it is, he, the, the judge went through all three of the major counts. One was... You know, like I, I believe is a second degree murder, and then there was a manslaughter, and then and did he kill George Floyd? Was it was it his? And and, and he was found guilty. He immediately stood up and um, you know got handcuffed and, and got let out. And so there's a whole you know eight, eight weeks from now there'll be another hearing to find out what Judge uh, Cahill is going to what type of justice he's going to he's going to um, yeah. administer. But here's the thing, Brett: there were people. So here's, here's the, whether or not you think he was guilty or not, it was what has happened since. So Maxine Waters, a congresswoman from California, goes to Minnesota while the jury is deliberating and said comments like we need to become more confrontational. Um, President Biden said, I hope, hope we get the right answer, the right outcome. 
the right outcome. It has to be a right outcome. It's a jury of 12 peers, no matter what it was. But he was insinuating that he was looking for a conviction. It, it, the, the point is, the country, when this conviction came down, I think the country took a sigh of relief because if it came out the other way, not guilty on some of these counts, there was looks like there was going to be, you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of angst going on in some of the streets. Yeah, and that would have been that would have been too bad. Um, but um, you know, it's a, it's a shame that George Floyd, first of all, had to die. Yeah, it's a, you know an, another that Derek Chauvin um, is responsible and is convicted of of murder. Um, you know, and that, that makes me think about, you hear a lot about police reform and, uh, defunding the police and all that stuff. I think, I think what you said earlier, you know, as I think about what, what does police reform law enforcement reform mean or look like? I think it, it can be as simple as you have protocols in place. You have to stick with them and not. In other words, you said the other officer, his body cam picked up the, you, you know, the dialogue between the 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 officer who was observing, saying, "Let's turn him over." In other words, he was going by the handbook, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's where you, you you know I think you start with okay. Maybe there's some things in the handbook. I don't know this. Uh, I'm just I'm just throwing out something. But maybe there's some things in the handbook that need to change or be removed. Maybe there's some things that need to be added. I don't think that we should defund the police in no way, shape, or form. I don't think we should remove. I saw where Portland has taken. Oh, I don't. I forgot the number. How many police uh, policemen were were subtracted vir- virtually from? Uh, from the force and added like 28 park rangers with mace bear spray. Yeah. And, and they're on pace to, to shatter their murder record for a year. Yeah. A lot of cities, a lot of cities are, 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 are having spikes in, in violent crime. Let me just throw something at you along the lines of what you just said. Um, there was a poll out two days ago, Rasmussen poll two days the tax on police resulting in, will result in a reduction in, in public safety. That was the poll. Are you somewhat or very concerned about that? 66% of whites said we're somewhat, somewhat or very concerned about a reduction in our communities, a reduction in public safety. 84% of blacks said that they were somewhat or very concerned about it. So all these ideas of, you know, pulling police off the streets and, you know, changing police reform, will it, will it affect and attacking police? Police are being attacked, attacked too. Let's be honest. There, there has to be some, there, we got to, they got to stop. I mean, the, the, in the midst of this trial going on, we had a police, a female police officer pull the wrong fire on. She, she left her gun. She left, I'm sorry. She left her taser in her left side or or, or, or you're supposed to put your gun, your firearm in your dominant hand side and your taser in your opposite. She pulls, thinking she pulls a taser, she pulls a fire, a handgun, and she kills a guy who was simply being pulled over because he had an air freshener on his, on his hanging from his rear view mirror. It's insane. This has got to stop. They have to be policed. They need to be trained better, trained more. That can't happen. 
right? So that, that definitely has to happen. But in, in the same instance, attacking all police is bad or we need to defund police will result in more violent neighborhoods, more yeah. violent cities, more problems for everyone, not just white people or black people. Everyone in the community is going to become less safe. Well, I think, and you touched on it. Look, every respectable neighborhood, whether it be majority of black, maybe it's you know a subdivision that is made up of 50-50, maybe there's a, a big Hispanic population, <clears throat> um, Asian, whatever. I think we're all in agreement that uh, there's good white people, there's good black people, there's good Asian people, Hispanic, and so on and so forth. And on the flip side, there's bad of each. Um, and for all these good people, <clears throat> especially those with families, pay their taxes, <clears throat> you know, want to live a normal, respectable life, send their kids to, to good schools, get a quality education. None of these people deserve an escalation in violence. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and that's, that's basically what, what is, is going to happen. Um, you know, the, the people who are, are licking their chops are the, the thieves, the murderers, the, Hardcore criminals, the career criminals, you know, they're putting their finger on the map and say, man, let's go here. You know, for, you know, there's one policeman for every 20 streets or something, you know, whatever that number would be. But in other words, mm -hmm. you can just about get away with anything. So uh, before we move on from this topic, a, a couple of things that were popping today, the NFL in the NFL, the uh, Las Vegas Raiders tweeted, I can breathe now in response to the, to the, to the, um, the verdict. And they're getting a lot of pushback for that. Like the, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things that we talk about a lot here, Brett, like sports getting involved in politics and, and especially this, this culture war that's going on, this race war that feels like it's bubbling. It, it just kind of adds to it. I personally love to hear what you have to say, but, but I personally just wish I could just turn on, the TV and watch some sports and not have to have a social justice message sent to me. I just want to watch some, some football, basketball. Well, basketball. yeah, no, I agree. And I, I caught a lot of backlash last week. At least that's what I've heard. I didn't read or <clears throat> listen to anything. You know, my first thought, first of all, backtracking to last week, I, I stand by what I said, but for those uh, in some are, are players that I played with and, and certainly played against. Uh, who who had harsh comments for me, and that's fine, you know, because um, that's that's what America is. I mean, we we can express our our thoughts freely, and I respect all those. Um, you know, look, I just gave my opinion. I'm I'm certainly not a racist, uh, in spite of what some people may think, and um, you know, I, I'm I'm for unity, and I you know I just feel like there's a better way to unify our country. Um, you know, that being said, there's a lot of things that need to stop. And maybe, maybe there is politics and sports and has been for a long time, but from a player standpoint, my, my reason for saying that, I think the players should play. 
And look, if an owner wants to get into politics as a player, you can't control that. Your job is to play. And, and I, from what I remember, it's pretty hard to play and play consistently good and, and be accountable week in and week out. Uh, even the most diligent player. So, um, yeah. D- distraction, right? I mean, the, you <laughs> I, I can assure you the coaches, um, especially the head coach, it, it, is kind of caught between a rock and a hard place. Uh, but he wants the most focused players mm-hmm. on his team, not the most talented. If you got the most talented and the most focused players, you got a, sh- a shot to win it all nowadays. Even in the past, but more so with all the distractions taking place today. Um, You know, if you've got a team that can zero in on what's most important um, and that's your job, you've got a chance. Yeah. Your job is put up, put up numbers, right? Put up the the, the numbers, not having a, I I mean, look, I, 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 I do have a qualification to have uh, to weigh in on this. I did play, play professional baseball, played sports my whole life. And I will tell you, you're supposed to leave everything outside the stadium. You get to the stadium. It's supposed to be about the game, about winning, about being the other team. I'm wondering if some of these, these comments on these very divisive issues like race are going to affect how players on the same teams look at each other, treat each other play with each other. If it starts, that's why politics is, it ruins everything. Yeah. You know, my thought on that is that's the one place where it, it, not the one place, but one of the, one of the places where um, it, it will not affect. I mean, look, there may be an issue somewhere, but man, the, the guys in that locker room uh, usually are very close and no one sees skin color, at least not, not in my experience experiences. Uh, um, and I had, I had a, the, my 20 years, I had some wonderful teammates, black and white, Hispanic, who I love dearly and still do. And I, when I think about what I miss from the, you know, people ask all the time, you miss it. I miss those guys cracking jokes in the locker room, playing pranks on other guys. Um, you know, the, the bus rides to the stadium, you know, strategizing with your teammates and uh, just having fun, you know, crying with the guys, laughing with the guys. I miss that. Um, so I think that there's a, m- more of a safe haven in the locker rooms than there is. Uh, you know, I think that that's the one place you can, you can relax and you're, you know, you're in it, you're in it together. You're certainly in it together. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Speaking of when you're in the zone, Steph Curry, Brett is in the zone. <laughs> Steph Curry, who's is had a he, phenomenal is he ever career, not in the zone. He well, uh, he lives I know in the he's zone. Been banged up a little bit. He he lives in the zone, but but you know, in 2016, he had a phenomenal year, just a, a breakout year, and now in the last 10 games, he's averaged averaging 39 points. He's draining threes from five feet behind the three-point line. I, I got to say, he's the best pure shooter the game has ever seen. Well, if not, he's certainly one of them. I, you know, I'm 
the age old argument of who's the greatest is always up to the generation that is, is, uh, given their favorite. And, um, yeah, Steph Curry's, you know, is, uh, is unbelievable. But so was Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. So was, mm-hmm. so was Larry Bird. So was M- Magic Johnson. Uh, and my favorite growing up was Dr. J. Um, now, yeah. if, if you're talking about just pure shooting, maybe so. Um, I, I tend to look at back when they played defense, back when Michael Jordan was as good a defensive player as he was an offensive player, uh, you knew when you stepped on the court and when you left the court, you were going to be in a battle with him because he, he played just as hard defensively. And I, I just don't see that these days. Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I remember the old days of East on, on in the East, the, the games would be in the eighties and on the West would be in the hundred and twenties. Now it seems like everything's everyone's just, just chuckers that they say in Seinfeld. They're all, they're all chuckers. Um, Rob has a, a little bit of a, a audio of now let's set this up a little bit. If you don't know Jake Paul, Jake Paul is a YouTuber who got pulled out of YouTube world and, 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 and fought an MMA fight and, and somehow won and no one saw it coming. Now he's becoming like a legitimate fighter. Rob, you have a little audio. I think Snoop Dogg is, is, is in on the audio booth listening to his man, Jake Paul fight. Uh, who is this Jake Paul fighting? Ben Askren. Ben Askren, who is a, 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 if you're an MMA guy, Rob, is, he's a, he's a, Pretty big star in MMA, yeah? Well, he's a legit MMA guy. I don't know if he's a big star, but he's a legit fighter for sure. He's not a boxer. And that's the question of, you know, when's Jake Paul going to box a boxer? Uh, Let's take a listen. Jake Paul sparred with former world champion Jean Pascal. Get my money, Jake. Get my money, Jake. So Jake walked away with $690,000 for the fight, Askren uh, 500K for the fight. Right? If they ever do a pay-per-view on a boxing with Jake, he could make multiples of that. Let me just get this clear. So Jake won? Yeah. You, do you think it was rigged? No, I don't. He knocked him I, out in the first round. Yeah. And, and, and this whole thing... Is like Rob, right? He was a YouTuber. He and his brother were YouTubers, and they're both yeah. they're both yeah, I'm, 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 Jake and Logan. Yes, I, I did see his fight against uh, the former basketball player and Nate uh, Robinson. Yeah, yeah, and he looked like he had some. You know, he's probably got some some boxing history somewhere along the way. You know, yeah, he's a YouTube sensation, but even if he doesn't, you know, maybe. Maybe he's he's found his calling, uh, and I mean, give the guys do. I mean, if he keeps doing it, it's at some point. Another I mean, story. We're all we all love quality entertainment, and <laughs> some t- think boxing or U- UFC or MMA is not quality entertainment. And that's fine. No, I love yeah, that. I like it. I'm a huge fan of that. I just I I remember back in the remember Butterbean. Remember Bean? Oh, love Butterbean. 
had a chance to meet meet. Butler. Oh, you did. Yeah. Um, you know, I think about when I think about like the just the the, uh, the non professional. I, I I don't know how what term to use the non professional, and and. Uh, Jake Paul would be one of those, you know, just kind of like a, where do they come from? Right. Or does it doesn't look like they should be Butterbean didn't look like he should be in a ring. Nope. <laughs> but he, Hey, if he hit you, you knew you were, you were in there with a, with a guy who knew how to fight. But I remember another guy and this, this is really when I started liking UFC tank Abbott. Okay. Now, Tank Abbott had a goatee, looked look like he was in a biker gang, you know, uh, Hell's Angels or something. I'm not saying he was, but he looked, he had that look. But what was so, and he was badass. But what was so cool about it, you know, uh, uh, I don't even know if Buffer was doing it at the time, but they say, okay, uh, trained in jujitsu, mm-hmm. karate, blah, 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 out of Brazil. They come to Tank Abbott and they say, Tank Abbott, wherever he was from, say California. California trained in barroom brawling. Now you gotta you gotta appreciate that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it, what, it, what kind of what kind of expertise you got, Tank? Barroom brawling. Well, do you, do you remember at the time, this is probably the nineties or so ballpark, um, the, the best fighters were, were remember Royce Gracie? Oh yeah, little, yeah, the Gracie family in general. The whole family, the little guys, and they had these these crazy holes, these Brazilian jiu-jitsu holes that the biggest, strongest, badassest guys in the world come in and they see little Gracie and they like they thought they had it all confident and they'd be tapping out in a minute because he'd get him in a in a hole where he'd be either gonna yeah, the Peruvian necktie. Or, or or break your wrist or something to, like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. And and they just had a whole a whole yeah. Crazy you go in there and you, you take one punch and you open up the door and next thing you know they got you in one of my favorites. I'm not sure what it is. Is a Peruvian necktie? Uh, it just sounds. Doesn't <laughs> it's sound the legs, good. right? Isn't, isn't it the legs wrapped it. around the other guy's neck? <laughs> it, something like that. <laughs> yeah, and Conor McGregor was one of the best of all time. Yeah, these these guys go on to make millions upon millions of dollars. You know, Brett, one thing I always hear from business owners is that it's hard to find really good help. What you really need is help getting a short list of quality candidates. You need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Yeah. Get your quality short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job's description faster and more accurately. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. Indeed makes connecting with and hiring the right talent fast and easy. You can choose from more than 130 skill tests, then add your must-have requirements so you only pay for applications that meet exactly your requirements. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, 
You need Indeed. Yeah. So get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash bowling, B-O-L-L-I-N-G. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash bowling, Indeed.com slash bowling. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. You need good people. Go to Indeed. Indeed. I'm glad I don't read as well as you, Eric. More than willing to switch. Hey, what can I say? I'm a football player. Let, let, let's <laughs> flip the script next week. And, 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 we'll make it work. I don't know if I ever told you guys, but my oldest grandson is 11. So about a year ago, uh, he, he was 10 at, the, 10 at the time. May have even been nine. He's sm- really smart. Not, not very much athletic ability, you know, which is fine. I, I, he is a, a super smart, takes after his mom. Who uh, that's our oldest daughter, and she graduated law school at Loyola, and uh, way smarter than I, I could ever be. But so he, he's starting to get at that age where, you know, he's obviously too young to have watched me play, but kids are talking about it, and you know, and, and it's it kind of piquing his interest. So, uh, so one day I'm driving him to school, and he's like, uh, Paul Paul, he calls me Paul Paul. He said, Paul Paul. Um, did you always know you wanted to be a pro football player? And I said, yeah, I really did. I said, it was either that or pro baseball. I one of the two. I said, what about you? You want to be a pro football player? And he goes, no, football players aren't that smart. (laughs) I said, well, you you know, you got a pretty good point there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like a kid did not hold back. (laughs) Uh, That's awesome. Ted Nugent, friend of the show. He was yeah, I saw that. Uh, he got COVID. I suspect he'll be fine. You know, I don't want to downplay COVID, but uh, I've had it. Um, just about everyone I know has had it. And I think just about everyone, not, not, I mean, there's a few exceptions, but they said it was the flu or sinus infection was much worse. So I, I hope that's the case for Ted. Well, you know, he had said it's a, it's, it's a scam or it's a hoax or something like that, and then he got it. And Ted's a good friend of mine for a very long time. Well, and maybe then, it still could be, Ted. Let, let's just look at I'm not saying it is, but it still could be. Maybe you tested positive for the flu, but the, the tester or testees uh, are told to say, all right, we need five positive tests today. <laughs> And Ted just have to be one of the five. He did say it was the worst he's ever felt, though, coming out of the test. So, so, so I wonder what that means on the, uh, um, on on his chemical mind makeup. You know, I'm, I'm not say chemical, but I mean the from a that dude is high on life. Yeah, and is he when he hits the floor every day? I mean, he's a ten out of ten. Yeah, every like, day, full tilt, wide open. So what is he now? An eight? I don't. I, I don't know. I texted him. I'm. I hope you feel better, brother. He's like, oh hell yeah. So he's, yeah. He's, I don't see him staying in bed for yeah. for long. So you, my friend, sent out a text over the weekend talking about a really kind of interesting, good idea that Warren Buffett had his plan to fix the deficit. And let's just go through a couple of the ideas. He said he could fix yeah, the think deficit. It's a great idea. He could fix the deficit in five minutes. Uh, Why don't you tell our listeners basically what, and it was a long text that I sent, but basically what 
a congressman makes. Yeah. So this is amazing. Uh, You're right. First of all, a salary of U.S. president is $180,000 for life after he retires. $400,000 while he's a president. It goes on for life. A U.S. House of Representatives and a senator, either one of them, make 174 k They'll make it for life after they retire. So let's just say you're a one-term representative. We work two years, you'll get 174K for life. Not to mention while you're one of these people in DC, you don't pay for anything. Every single night, someone's taking you out to dinner, you have free gym memberships, haircuts, every single thing you do, someone's picking up the tab. Each member, whether you're a senator or a congressman, has what's called a member's allowance. So that $174,000 salary is a misnomer because a big name senator can have up to two, $3 million per year for office expenses. And what's an office expense? Every single thing they do, they can release cars with it. They can buy water. They can for the, for the office, everything, but they'll spend it because if they don't spend it, they won't get it the next year. So 174 K plus anywhere between, I'd say, I think the brand new house of representatives, people make about a million up to maybe two, two and a half and higher for, for big name called leadership senators. So a lot of money, but that, that salary goes on for life. Uh, Speaker of the House, 223500 for life. So when you get appointed to these leadership positions within the Senate or within the House of Representatives, that's why they're all jonesing to get those named chairman of these committees because it's additional salary, which goes on for life. Now, as you point out, Brett, a deployed uh, soldier, $38,000. Salary of a teacher, average teacher, $40,000. So what does Buffett say? And I, you, you, can, you can weigh in on this. No tenure, no pensions for a congressman, congresswoman. They collect the salary when they're, office, uh, when they're in office, receive no pay when they're, when they're out of office. Um, like, like normal people. Like normal people. Right. Yeah. So you, like, you quit your job. You don't get paid. Yeah. You know, and the difference is you're supposed, theoretically, you're supposed to be going to DC uh, as a member of the House of Representatives, as a senator, as a vice president, as a president, as an elected official for the good of the country. Right. Not, it's, it's called public service. Right. It's not called career move. It's called public service for a reason. So why are we paying these people uh, for life? Um, he also goes on to say that you have to you know, pay for your own medical benefits and pension plans. Um, here's a big one. They, they, he recommends that they can't vote for them for their own pay raises, which is what they do right now. They, they vote for their own pay raises, but the big one is um, term limits, right? Just you, you, you get to stay one term as a senator or three terms as a congressman, congressperson. So that's six years of either one of those. And then you got to move on. I, I think this is brilliant. I think this is brilliant, Brett. Not only brilliant, an obvious, I mean, come on. And I have friends who are congressmen um, and, and senators. Um, I, I don't, I, I certainly didn't know, what you just said, you know, that they receive salaries for life. Um, you know, they, here's the right. big one. Here's the big one, though. The rule, if you pass a law that says any time there's a deficit of more than 3% of GDP, 
So GDP right now is about $20 trillion. So if you have a 3% or greater deficit, which is insane, that's like all the time, all sitting members of Congress are ineligible for reelection. <laughs> so they'll be forced to either get the budget under control or you're not, you're not up for reelection no matter what. Uh, that's a great one. That, yeah, that, I mean, that right there is the one. That's a kick. I, I know they won't go, wouldn't go for that, but, but I think one of the things you said that gets overlooked so much is that these congressmen, senators, people within, uh, you know, our, our political regime uh, that are voted on by us are voted on to speak and represent the people. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So does it not make perfect sense what Buffett is saying? That, yeah. you know, they can resolve this issue immediately. I'm not saying, I, I think resolving it immediately and then, you know, you go back in normal everyday life. Maybe you resume your 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 tenure as a congressman or senator. And if we fall back into a, a deficit, you do the right thing um, and, and resolve it. And, I mean, it seems so simple. I mean, Buffett obviously is way, way smarter. I don't know. I've never met Warren. Don't know anything about him other than he's got a you know, a gazillion dollars. Yeah. Um, he can, can, he can got a gazillion because he's pretty sharp. He, he, he saved the, the global economy. I know I've met him a couple of times. I can't say I know him personally, but I've met him a few times because I come from that finance world. Um, in 2007, um, there was a, there was a run on credit. So we were obviously, you know, about the stock market starting to crash then and, and, and things like that, but there was a really, really more, important thing going on credit the credit markets were were overextended so banks had pushed out a bunch of loans to people who didn't who should never have been in homes and all of a sudden those loans started to default but they were defaulting at a fast rate so all these institutions were holding this what's called bad paper bad loans bear stearns failed no one saw that coming lehman brothers failed no one saw that coming and then it kind of went countrywide it went bank of america and, and they all started to, to fall apart. And I, re, I was at the trading desk at the time and, and I'm watching these stocks just go boom, 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 fail, boom, 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 fail. And these were big, multi-hundred billion dollar banks that were going, the biggest names on, on the street. They held a vast majority of, of the wealth in, in, in the world, really. I'll never forget this. It was, it was one after the other, and they were just taking them out and just killing them one at a time, one at a time. I don't know who was doing it. Whoever was doing it was, was just having their will with, with every single institution. And the whole financial system was ready to collapse. It was ready to go. Never forget this. Goldman Sachs, the, not the biggest bank on, on Wall Street, but I think it was the most respected. It was always seen as, as the gold standard of, of banks, Goldman Sachs. If you went to, if you were worked at Goldman Sachs, you had to come from an Ivy League school. They never extended themselves. They were always that, that untouchable. They were the best of the best. Goldman Sachs was $120 a share, $100 a share, $180, 90, $70, $60, 50 It got down to $25 a share. And I said, if Goldman Sachs goes, the entire financial system, just not in America, but the global financial system is toast. At that same time, that day, you know how you, you, you put money in the bank and they give you interest because they want your money and, and you, you do, you, okay, fine, I'll, I'll put my money in your bank and give me interest. 
the world was so afraid of the financial system failing. No one wanted to put money in any of these banks because they're all failing. You had to go to the Fed. The Federal Reserve was taking individuals' money, but you, with the money, had to pay the Federal Reserve to, to protect your money from failure. It was It's the first time it's ever happened. It hasn't happened since, thank God. But anyway, so Goldman Sachs gets to $25 a share, about to go out, about to go under. The world is ready to go. And Warren Buffett stepped up and put $5 billion, which for him, it wasn't a lot of money. But at the time, $5 billion into Goldman Sachs, and he stopped the slide right there. And that was dead low. Everyone took a sigh, a breather. A breather. The, Fed, the, the, the banking system got its legs under them, and everything started to, to, to get better. But Warren Buffett probably made, his company probably made $100, $150 billion on that one trade. But more importantly, I, I to this day will tell you, he saved, he saved the global financial system yeah, single-handedly. I, I certainly am, am no expert in the financial world at all, and nor do I want to be. I think, you know, it's kind of, and I know you work on Wall Street. You can drive yourself absolutely bananas if you're living day to day by what happens on Wall Street yeah. or your stock or, but I mean, you have to respect Warren Buffett. And I think how he's talking about resolving this and, and it's, and we're being absolutely 100% serious here. Um, it seems so simple that, you know, I, I would never doubt Warren Buffett. The, the question is, is will the American public, will the majority of America, Americans know this knowledge or hear it or let it sink in? And what are we going to do about it? Yeah. Or, yeah what, it, it, what are we going to do about it is, is operative. If, right, if a coach goes, a coach got Brett Favre, he's got some great players on the field and he goes 0 and 16, he gets fired, right? He's, he's not long for the, the sidelines. If a corporate CEO has a great product and his company is losing money and the stock prices, he gets fired. They get, they get escorted out the door. If a senator runs a trillion dollar deficit, allows or a congressman allows a, a president to run up a trillion dollar deficit when we're already 20, Seven trillion in the hole. They're, they're basically going zero and sixteen for the American public. They're protected. They're paid for life. <laughs> protected yeah, for life. It, it really. When I when I read that uh, this past weekend that these politicians serve two years, some serve more. Uh, regardless of how long you serve, you get paid a, a huge amount of money for life. Now, my mother and father were both school teachers in Mississippi, and the salaries have gone up a little bit for teachers. Yeah. But we're still the last, I think. And for any school teacher in this country uh, to hear that congressmen, senators, Speaker of the House, so on and so forth, get paid for life. Is, Crazy. I mean, when, they, when they're done and playing golf for – or whatever fishing, they're getting paid five, six, seven, eight times more than some teachers get paid in a year. Um, I think my my mother and father, when when I was old enough to remember, there there was a strike in Mississippi. It was a long time ago for teachers, and I think 
My mom was making 19000 as a special education teacher. My dad was also the football coach and was making about 23000 with his, with his football salary um, with four kids. Now, we made it, but uh, I mean, there's, there's, we've got this thing backwards. School yeah. teachers yeah. are certainly one of the most important people yeah. in our law enforcement, country. school teachers, frontline first responders, Military. medical. These are these are people who, who make a difference in everyday Americans' lives. Not it should be paid. For, if anybody's going to be paid for life, yeah. whether you're working or not, it's these people. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Not a proportion yeah. of their salary as a, as a pension later. Just give them the whole. These these are the most obviously it'll cost a lot of, a lot more money. But guess what? Who the hell cares? We're running trillion dollar deficits forever, paying these fools, these clowns that are supposed to come to DC. As a public service, they're supposed to come from the community, from the from the business community, from the, from different neighborhoods to help the country. Not create Harry Reid, a senator for fifty years, came into politics out of college, left politics, never ever having to work in the business community, never making more than at the most one hundred and seventy four thousand dollars a year. Earlier in his career, is probably much lower than that but leaves and buys $10 million worth of real estate in Las Vegas. Now, how do you think that happened? He wasn't a school teacher. He wasn't a school teacher. He was afforded a lot of, uh, I guess, wink, wink, good information, good investment information. Yeah, I think, we got it backwards. The, our, our, our citizens of this country have to make a stand. I mean, I, I, when I heard this, I was shocked. I couldn't believe it. In fact, I didn't believe it. And, and talking to s- several people, um, yeah, it's legit. Yeah, they, it's legit. And, you know, I, I, I just think that teachers, frontline workers, military, and police have, certainly get the short end of the stick. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's, it's ridiculous. What's better than courtside seats? Free sports on Pluto TV. Hey, sports fans, get all your sports free on Pluto TV. Pluto TV is your home for sports. Watch 24-7 channels of MLB, MLS, MMA, sports news and analysis, plus documentaries, TV shows, and movies, all for free. No signups, no fees, no contracts, ever. Download the free Pluto TV app on any device. Well, we've done it every week. We're just about finishing here, but Brad, give Poncho the... uh... Give Poncho the Bitcoin update. Why don't we do that? Hold on. Let me get my latest print on Bitcoin, 55,500. When we started the show, we were, I think, 33,000, 34,000 or so. We, 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 uh, I'm still, Brett, we're going to get into this, but we'll talk about some of the digital craziness going forward. There's, a, there's an artist right over here. I'm in South Carolina, <clears throat> a couple miles away. He's got a studio. He put up a, a, a few pieces of art um, with Christie's in the last week or so. Um, just a kind of a no name. You probably never heard of him. Beeple, digital art. Brett, he sold it for $69 million. <laughs> Life-changing stuff. Life-changing yeah. stuff. Um, well, I can't do art at all, whether it be digital or <laughs> physically i think we're on the same boat you know we talked about this yesterday my older daughter who went to law school 
got a degree, did law for a year, realized that wasn't her calling. <laughs> um, she is one of the great, I mean, she can, I, I don't want to blow her up too bad, but Brittany can, can paint, can draw like nobody's business. Now I asked her last night if she could do digital art. She said, that's a whole different animal. Um, yep. To me, that it all is a whole different animal. But um, I said maybe you need to, you know, take an online class in digital art. <laughs> That's right. Sell it for sixty nine million dollars yeah. next to people. Um, all right. Well, you know, maybe she can paint the, uh, like a a likeness of Poncho's face when he realizes Bitcoin's fifty five thousand dollars of Bitcoin, and oh. we can dig- digitalize it and memorialize it. Tragedy. <laughs> All right, Brett, for Brett Favre, Brett, great, another great week. I'm um, looking forward to seeing you again next week. I'll, anything big on the on the calendar this week? You got some volleyball to watch? Yeah, my, my our youngest daughter is playing beach volleyball for Southern Miss. We have the conference tournament starting Friday in, in uh, Huntsville, Alabama. And we're, we're the youngest – in the uh, of all the programs, so we get beat up pretty bad. But as parents, me and Deanna love watching them, and uh, we dread the day it's over. For people who have done travel ball and follow their kids, uh, I know you get it. But yeah, so we'll be there this weekend. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that we have uh, Tom Brady and, and Kenny Chesney on next week. Uh, oh wow, great. There's a big. That's called Let's a deep. They're it's checking a, their schedules and see what they can. That's that's a deep tease, as they say in the TV business. Meaning, it's you're teasing teasing a, a potential. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it's a it's a done deal, but I'm working on it. Awesome, awesome. Well, well, looking forward to it, and always great. And uh, see you next week, everybody. Later. Coming real. It's the next episode. What about Brett Favre? Follow the show on Twitter for the latest news and links to all our social media channels. Bowling with Farb is executive produced by Ali Brito and Rob Jenners. This has been a presentation of Live by Live's Podcast One.